This is Katie and Kate Carbondale, Community Access Radio, Glenwood Springs, Carbondale, the Roaring Fork Valley, and beyond. You are listening to Geek Speak. Support for Geek Support for Katie and Kate comes from Louie the Computer Guy, providing PC and Mac repair, networking support, tutoring, and web design. Be secure, informed, and connected. Louie will pick up and deliver your hardware safely and sanitized. 948-7992. I'm your host, Matt McBrayer from Roaring Fork Help Desk, in studio with Louie the Computer Guy. How's it going, Matt? Going well. Good. Been busy, busy, busy. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a good thing uh, the the news news newsosphere has been so slow because uh, we've been so busy we can't pay attention to it, and there's nothing there to pay attention to. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, quite slow on the news side to, for uh, tech news today. Yep. Either it's fluff or it's down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Those are yep. our options. Yeah, indeed. As always, you can call in 963-2976. So, so where do we start? Hmm. We should talk about password security, don't you think? I've, I'm always down for uh, to talk about uh, personal security, uh, well, digital security, I should yeah. say. Well, you know, actually, you know, maybe what we should should look at is uh, like what are what are the fingerprints of a hack look like? You know, because, um, you know, I don't know about you, but I probably deal with three or four a month and just recently had one uh, where the damage was like literally up in the six figures. Um, You know, the um, the the evildoers were able to uh, get their hands on somebody's financial instruments and um, it didn't end up well. Mm -hmm. And. um, so uh the I would say I'm gonna venture that one of the if if your email seems to be exceedingly quiet, that can be one of the one of the fingerprints of it. Mm-hmm. Um or you're getting a, a bunch of emails back that say, Hey, I didn't know you were in London or Yeah, but but uh, uh any hacker that's worth his salt anymore is gonna hide will, those will go in and uh, what they do is they go in and create filters in your webmail, mm-hmm. and they dump all that stuff into like some uh, the one I just recently came across. They they created like this, um, like superfluous folder, you know, just called stuff. Uh huh. And they just basically said redirect everything that comes in into the stuff folder. Uh huh. And so that way you don't have any idea. See, see I figured uh, I, if I was going to do that, I would do go to forwarding mm-hmm. and say forward and delete. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So would be my would be my yeah. choice method, but Well, you know, I've seen that uh I've seen that flavor uh, you know, as well. Mm-hmm. But um so if you um are suspicious that something is going on, one of the places, you know, I think everybody should know um should go in and like really kind of become acquainted with the back end of their webmail. Um, because a lot of mischief can happen there if um, you know if if uh, you I, don't stay on top of it. So I was gonna say I, you know, everyone use well. It seems like a lot of especially uh, older users like to put a, make a bunch of labels or folders in their web mail, and they have this big, mm-hmm. um, what would you call it? Just this this big file system that a hierarchy and hierarchy yes. yeah, file yeah. file file hierarchy for all of their labels and folders mm-hmm. in their mail and i just don't do it anymore it's not worth my time mm-hmm. um 
I have my inbox and I have archive and I have sent. Got but it. If, yeah. And if if another folder shows up, I'm gonna go. What is this? Oh, um, okay. You know, it's like. All right. So that's your security tip: is uh, if, if an extra I'm, folder shows up, then something mon monkey business is going right, on. Right. Because I I have yeah. three. You know, then there's you know the other ones that are always there, spam and important and stuff. Uh -huh. and, um, you know, I just you have if you're using Gmail, you you have the power of Google search in mm -hmm. your inbox. Yep. Why bother organizing it any further than inbox and archive? Yeah. It's kind of where at least that's my. Mm -hmm. thought it's like it's too complicated to go oh this goes under uh you know uh accounting uh business accounting yeah it, receivables it's like that's that hierarchy is mm -hmm. it's like i'm yeah. just gonna go look for louis and find the invoice yeah well you know now that you mention it i i quite honestly um i really only have one folder in my folders you know hierarchy i've, I've got a folder called receipts and confirmations mm -hmm. you know and uh Quite honestly, I could probably do away with all the rest of them. You know, I mean, you know, some of them are like, uh, you know, uh, refer to some event that happened in right. 2012, <laughs> you know, something like that. Or, you know, documents related to the purchasing of my house, which, uh, you know, I have hard copies of everything, you know, there anyway. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, uh, if you want to call in with your tech questions, 970-963-2976. Uh, Give us a call here at GeekSpeak. And uh, we'll talk you down off the ledge. Yeah, if you're on a ledge. So, so. yeah. So I guess so. You're saying that if the if your inbox is too quiet, mm -hmm. you, you should be suspicious. And yeah, yeah. Um, um, I mean, if shoot, if your cell phone goes completely quiet for a half a day, you you start asking questions, and you know, I mean, with with our email, a lot of us, especially as much traffic as we get, it, it's like it's like oh, it's, what a relief, you know? It's like it may not be a relief. <laughs> <laughs> right, because you're be more you're, complicated than that. Yeah, because yeah. you're getting stuff in your updates folder and your, or, I do like Google break that out so it has my inbox and uh -huh. uh, promotions, updates, and whatever the other, uh, whatever the uh, other one social. is, social, social, yeah, something like that. Social. Whatever, the, whatever yeah. those for. So I, I let it break up, break those up because I don't need a ding every time Guitar Center says, "Hey, we have some new guitars." Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but you know the whole the whole trope of let's do a, a a password you know like trombone and then let's change out the o and the e for zeros and threes uh -huh. and then add uh, a number and a and an exclamation point at the end uh those are just terrible passwords it's it, yeah. that was uh, unfortunately the option uh in the early 2000s 20 years ago now mm -hmm. um people recommended that that's what a password should look like and it's just uh, a terrible choice of password. Mm -hmm. uh, it's hard for us to remember. It's easy for computers to guess, and there's better options available now. So, definitely, um, my recommendation is I use something called Diceware. Uh, it's also available from the Electronic Frontier Foundation. That's right. Yeah, you brought your dice in here one day, and yeah. uh, and basically showed me how you create passwords. Yeah. So I have a, yeah. a so I have a list of seven thousand seven hundred and seventy six words. You roll the dice. You roll five dice. That gives you a number. You go do a lookup on the number, uh -huh. and you end up with uh, correct horse battery staple. There you go. And yeah. which, by the way, is one of the least secure passwords uh, in the you know in the world. I tested it on uh, howsecureismypassword.com, and 
It yeah. failed. It's a known password. So it'll take two seconds to guess that. Yeah, so it's gonna be in the wor- <laughs> it's gonna be in the password list at this point. So yeah, so so listeners don't go and don't set it to cor- correct horse battery staple. Right. Uh, yeah. But that's a little so. nonsense sentence that the human. I so I reckon I did mine's thirteen words, mm-hmm. and I was able to memorize it in about mm-hmm. a day. It ends up being, and if I don't tell mm-hmm. you what it is. Or you don't mm-hmm. get a keylogger on my computer, mm-hmm. uh, your chances of figuring that out are nil. Yeah, I mean, shoot. I mean, if you're into Edgar Allan Poe, you could even go into like just you know the first fifteen words of The Raven, you know, and uh, you'd you'd be great. You'd be yeah. golden, and that'd be pretty for a while. To, you know, it's like you know. Yeah, until everyone else so. does that. Yes. Once upon a midnight dreary. So. So. It. Well, then, Mid, uh, once upon a midnight dreary. Isn't it right? I've yeah. Anyway, I'm way, up, way so. out of date on that one. But anyway, um, yeah. So you know, a lot of people. I still find myself fielding the question. Um, people say my computer got hacked, and um, I, you know, so I guess I, my hope is that if I broadcast it here, like you know, on Geekspeak, that it'll stop happening. There'll be that many people who like now know that. Hacking, you know, it back, you know, back in the early 2000s, hacking did happen at the computer level. But I don't know about you, but I I can't remember the last time I I mean, I'm knocking on wood as I say this. I can't remember the last time I saw a computer that was actually hacked. Um, You know, so have have you? I was going to say the only way. So let's see here. 2013 is the last one I can think of. Okay. And that was... um, Somebody had received an email from an employee that was no longer at the firm, mm-hmm. and they had foolishly opened. Just couldn't resist. Couldn't resist opening. Watch that video of them dancing like a, a retard. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. You know? yeah. yeah. So, but that one ended up getting a a, a ransomware. So they clicked on the link, mm-hmm. and my systems that I had set up at the time didn't protect that with the way that link particular link worked, mm-hmm. and was able to pull it down and and loaded some ransomware. Yeah. Fortunately, I was able to clean it off and mm-hmm. restore from backup, and no, no, no harm, no foul. Yeah. Um, you know, so ransomware is really the only thing that I would really see. You know, gets so there has to be a user interaction with the computer mm-hmm. to get something on there. There's it. There has to be some stupidity involved. Right. There's. Well, some, I'm sorry. I don't mean to talk down to anybody, but yeah, a, a there has to be a misstep. Let's put it that by the way. user. Yes, by the user, the person operating the computer. And yeah, I would agree. I uh, I'm not advocating that it's time to lo- you know loosen up, and um, you know become haphazard about the operation of our computers. But just so you know, um, chances are if your email account got hacked, and you know some guy is like telling all your friends that you're in Prague and you you know have been incarcerated by the local gendarmes, uh, and you need them to wire you some money, uh, it's probably some. <laughs> <laughs> he just he took away the phrases. This is probably some four hundred pound guy on his couch in a apartment in New York, right, or uh, Ukraine or where, wherever. wherever. Yeah. So, yeah, somewhere that's so. not somewhere that doesn't have an extradition treaty with the United States. Exactly. Yeah. Wherever so, that may be. Yeah. But so uh, Russia, yeah, China, so it, it, it basically is happening. It's coming in from from places unknown. And, yeah. Um, so, well, and it's really like yeah. I said, the, the the computer being. Oh, we got a call. Yeah, we got a call. You're on with the geeks. Donna, how are you? We're great. How are you? Pretty good. Apparently better than you. I mean... <laughs> are you still there? Uh-oh. Did we lose Yes. Her? Can you hear me? 
Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah we can hear you now. Shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Everything's good. I was just kind of curious. I wasn't able yeah. to listen to the beginning of the show, so I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, we're grasping at straws, quite honestly. It is like one we're of the slowest tech news days in the world. <laughs> wow. So. Well, it is a holiday. I was surprised you were on. Yeah, we're we're playing uh, catch up because. Uh, um, I think I was uh, in COVID lockdown uh, at the first, what would have been the first Monday, and uh, Matt was in a guarded, they were in a guarded uh, medical situation, although they were, they weren't hanging around with disreputables like me. Um, <laughs> so uh, they, they both came back <laughs> negative, but uh, yeah, I was, I was doing some work in a little bistro up in Aspen in this little tiny room with nine other people and um <gasps> I, I guess oh, there was, wow. yeah, there was enough COVID floating around. So people go, oh, are wow. you back in the restaurant business? I'm like, no, their guest Wi-Fi network broke down and I had to run a wire into the kitchen. <laughs> so, it's, oh, uh, yeah, anyway, well, but, uh, well, it's, I'm glad you're better. It didn't, it did not kick my butt. Um, the isolation, you know, the having to quarantine, you, you know, was by far the hardest part of it. It, it really was. Yeah. And, um, sure. yeah. So and now I get this like three or four month honeymoon of, uh, you know, thinking that I'm invincible. So it's um, that's funny. Yep. Well, I do have a couple of questions for you guys. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> well, one. So my um, nephew got a Raspberry Pi okay. for Christmas. And so I sent him, you know, a bunch of ideas of what he could do with it. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, one of the main, one of the, I was over at a friend's of mine house a few weeks ago, and what he had done with a Raspberry Pi was he, he had taken all of his CDs and burned them to a disk or, a, you know, a NAS, a network addressable storage, okay. external hard um, and he burned all his music to that, and it's just a, a controller to control his um, music. On his phone. Cool. Oh, she's cutting out. You there? Can you hear me? Yep. Oh, yep. We can hear you now. Yep. So, okay, yeah. I don't know so why I couldn't Are you hear, saying that the, anyway, his phone is controlling the Raspberry Pi, which is then controlling the music? Is that what you're saying? Right. So it's like right? an okay. audio controller, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I was wondering if you guys had any other ideas that I could give my um, uh, nephew off the top of your head. Hmm. You know, I wish I knew the name of the software. My my son has a Raspberry Pi that's been specially modified. It has a keypad on it, and it, it basically yeah. is a, it's a beatbox. <laughs> he can he can go out and he could go out and do a show. <laughs> By, oh, wow. by really? assigning different voices to these key the the pads on it and uh he can get these you know <laughs> thing going with it and uh so that's pretty good yeah so um, well if you think of anything you know let me know but mm-hmm. uh anyway the other see. thing i was going to mention is that um and if you guys have any ideas the guy at work one, he built his own turntable. Oh, really? Yeah. And two, more interestingly, he built his own ultrasonic. Oh, I don't know what it's called. Ultrasonic, I think. Um, 
vinyl, you know, record cleaner. And I bought an I bought an Okinaki record cleaner, but I had read that Ultrasonic or whatever was actually better. But I I thought that would be a good kind of fun project to do. Yeah. Um, so he built a built a turntable, and is it is it a standard like analog turntable then? Uh, that I don't know. I, yeah. He just showed me a picture of it, uh-huh. and it had like a it had a it definitely had a little uh, circuit card in there for um like for, a little preamp you know, probably uh, speed, yeah. speed speed control. Oh, okay, all right, speed control. Got it. I didn't ask him about the preamp. That's a, actually a really good question. Yeah. Because uh, every every turntable has to. Well, actually, no. I take that back. Maybe uh, turntables don't have a preamp. That's why you have to plug them into the phono input on an amplifier, so it has a preamp. So I think that's how that works. So anyway, or at least they don't have. They they're probably taking a little bit from the from the need. They're probably amplifying it from the needle to the phono a little bit. I would guess. Yeah. Maybe not, okay. but not much. Yeah. But I, the the phono level is very low. It's almost mic level. I would yeah. say. So maybe they're not. Maybe it's, it. maybe it's not. I guess I'd have to take one apart. And so see I how think it's what wired. we need to design is a Raspberry Pi turntable. So. Well, you know, hey, you never well, know. Well, you can do. Could be a, yeah. I was gonna say uh, yeah. it has GPIO, so you can do PWM. Yeah. So you could do. What's PWM? Pulse What's width modulation. Pulse width. Pulse width modulation. So you can take the PWM, you can put it into an H-bridge, and then you can use the H-bridge to run a stepper motor. And so then you could do another feedback and watch the uh, frequency from the table and os- and then adjust the PWM so that you're running at exactly, 70, at exactly the right um, uh, speed. Wow. Uh, wow. That, I, that is I, probably... I, I couldn't record this. I was going to say, that is probably one of the geekiest statements that I've seen, and I've been listening to <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson, okay? So, um, you know. Oh, geez. yeah. I mean, or you, I mean, you could just, you, you can just get four uh, transistors, four P, or P, four N-channel transistors, I can, uh-huh. and we can do that with the PWM. I, I built, I have one in a breadboard at home. Nice. Or you can just go get a motor controller on Amazon for a buck. Okay. Now we know who to go to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm 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 really serious about the um, ultrasonic thing, record cleaner. I think that I have a turntable, so that I don't need. But I could use the uh, you know better. I'm just curious about the record cleaner. That's uh-huh. really interesting. So do you have any ideas about that, Matt or Louis? Um, so the th- <clears throat> well. So well, they so you want to well, I guess you have to look it up. The I know the really important part is between the so the transducer. So there's a a, a, a metal cone that attaches from the transducer uh, to either the side or to one of the to part of to the part of the ultrasonic cleaner that the tank the tank of the ultrasonic cleaner, mm-hmm. and calculating the size and shape of that horn between the transducer and the tank is very important to. You have to impedance match so you can get the, the you know the most energy from the transducer into the tank, and so that's like the really important part of that. So you have to find you have to find. How do you, how do you know this stuff? Like I thought I was kind of geeky, but it's crazy. It's it, just it, what I do. It could it could be a <laughs> mental condition. Yeah, it might be. It's, yeah, it might be a mental condition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I re- I read I read anyway. and watch things every day. So, um, uh, and then you know then so like if you want to. The really good, uh, what do you call it? So 
in the water you'll get standing waves so you don't want to have it just sit like 35 kilohertz which would be anything above uh, 20 kilohertz is uh, ultrasonic because we can't hear it so a lot of them operate between uh, 30 and i think 120 kilohertz and the nice ones will do a sweep uh from like 20 kilo from like 35 kilohertz to 80 or something like that and so you don't get uh nodes inside of the tank where so like party so where the you don't get standing waves in the tank basically exactly so it'll sweep that frequency so you don't get so Mm -hmm. everything gets cleaned as opposed to places that have so places will have high pressure and places will have no pressure Mm. because basically the ultrasonic cleaner is causing is putting enough energy to pop the water and so it it's literally like exploding the water to get the parts off the surface oh wow and it's doing that without wow. without boiling the water and not damaging the record. That's well, technically, it is boiling the water because yeah. the pressure is dropping to the point where the water boils. Okay. And then the pressure wave passes, and then the, the bubble pops back into non-existence, and that's what knocks the—that's the impetus to knock the, the crud off of the uh-huh. material. Wow. I'll tell you, this has opened up a whole world for me because, I, I mean, I didn't—I <laughs> mean— I, I knew it was possible, but I just looked up vinyl rec- ultrasonic record cleaners, and man, it's a thing. It's a thing. I've, <laughs> there's, I've, there's, well, there's that's a, what I'm saying, man. And this guy's like, "Yeah, I'll sell it to you for 500 bucks." I'm like, "I wonder how much I could sell one for if I made it myself." Yeah, <laughs> I know that. How much it costs to make one? So I was looking well, for. Well, they're, they're like, and you can get them in the low hundreds, you know. But they, those are the probably the ones that have a lot of standing waves, like Matt was talking yeah. about. So. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Um, the one I so I was looking for one to to for uh, mate for logic boards. So like if uh, uh, a Mac laptop got you know doused in water, uh, you can use it for fluid repair. So you take the board out, put it in a big enough uh, tank, and you can use ultrasonic cleaning to remove all of the the schmoo uh, from the board that was caused by the water damage and hopefully bring it back to to life if it didn't you know. And then mm. so after you clean it, then you can you know figure out if some yeah. resistors got popped or whatever and, and yeah. repair it. Is that a technical term? So Schmoo? Is that I, I believe yes, so. I'm going to ask that same question. <laughs> That's what the guys on YouTube say. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, this is, uh, anyway, I'm sure you guys are glad I called with all these interesting questions, but. <laughs> well, no, now, now, now I, really I got, like now I got something to waste my time on for the rest of the week. So. It's, uh, well, so, yeah. Exactly. Well, Louie, if you want to, I, I have a, a, me, a, a medium sized, uh, little cheap hundred, like hundred, hundred and twenty dollar okay. ultrasonic cleaner. If you want right. to see how close it is to fitting in a, a piece of vinyl in there and spinning it around and cleaning it off. Got it. Okay. Well, you know, Brennan and uh, my son, Brennan has a huge vinyl collection courtesy of me. And, um, so yeah, we will get back hey, to you um, on that for sure. So, well, let me tell you, I'm looking for Elton John's yellow brick road. I haven't been able to find it. I don't know whatever happened to mine. It's uh-huh. nowhere to be seen by anybody who I lived with or, you know, over my entire lifetime. So if you guys see a uh, Elton John Yellow Brick Road um, album set, let, uh, you know, I think it's two albums in one. But anyway, please let me know. Absolutely. My favorite album. Yep. Yeah. For sure. So okay. I'll let you guys go, man. All right. That was great information, and, we'll, yep. and I'll... Uh, I'll uh, be calling in again. Sounds good. <laughs> we'll talk to you next month. Okay. See All you right. Later. Take care, Bye. Donna. Bye-bye. So I just had to look up Schmoo 
just on principle. So a bad word that you're not supposed to say from the 90s sitcom Dinosaurs. What's that? Uh, shmoo. Okay. A bad word that you're not supposed to say from the 90s sitcom Dinosaurs. Ah, okay. All right, we're out well, of time. We'll be back. See, we, we had one other call coming in, but uh, sorry, caller. We are up against the hard stop here. So... You've been listening to Geek Speak on KDNK. I'm your host, Matt McGrath from Ruin for a Help Desk in studio with Louie the Computer Guy. Hey, thanks a lot, man. And we'll be back the first yeah. week in February. In the meantime, do not touch your knob.